1: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Helping you unwind after a long day of work. I think he's kind of a boob. Can't really take the day off as a person. Can't go out there and be a moron. It doesn't work like that.
0: The Nightcap. We're eating their food. On WGR,
1: Sports Radio 550. I feel like i got a rant somewhere inside me right now, hockey-related. Tonight's not the night, though, because we've got only a brief edition of the nightcap. Jody Biassi and Brendan Keeney. Can I guess what you're your on rant WGR. would be about? Yeah, go ahead. The Olympics. They're mm, on it. Whew. Nailed it. He, Brendan's off and running. We've got the Stanley Cup final. That also I could rant about. Just the fact that there's a lack of an S on the end of that word. It's a series of games. Finals is what it should be. It's NBA Finals. It's World Series. It's not World Series. It's a series of games. It's a it's a series. NHL. Batman. Bill Daly. Them speaking today. It's got me fired up. I, I, oh, nothing frustrates me more than World
0: Series because it, it, that's what they describe everything. Like series is is, is just a a, th- a thing that hmm. describes multiple games. So okay, it, that doesn't. Uh, you know, it, help your argument, but the I other guess. ones, yes. But
1: yeah. it, it like it rolls off the tongue. Finals, the Stanley Cup final. final. Like it, yeah. it, soo- it sounds, it right. sounds like this is it. This is final tonight. That's this ain't it. There's more to come after. I'll Maybe put as it, many six uh, other games.
0: I'll put it like 2,000th on the list of things okay, that rubs me the wrong way about the NHL. Okay, that's
1: fine. It, <laughs> the, the list is long for sure. Um, yeah, we'll talk about Batman a little bit here, but we do have Montreal and Tampa Bay coming up for you. Our coverage will start at 730. Puck drops at 8 o'clock. So if you're looking for the game on the radio tonight, driving around, running at the gym, whatever you're doing, you can listen to it right here on WGR. Um, any, are you into this series? I didn't really want Montreal at the end.
0: No, I wanted Vegas. I wanted Vegas. I would Me love too. to see a Vegas-Tampa. And, and I just—I don't know. I just really Quality. dislike Montreal as a franchise. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Bergevin is all that good of a GM. I think they kind of lucked into a hot run right now. Mm-hmm. Let's not get let's not get distracted from the fact that this was an under five hundred team in the regular season. Mm -hmm. They're getting great goaltending, they're getting hot at the right time, and it's translating to some impressive series wins. I will give them that. But
1: Winnipeg, they were dominant. Yes. Winnipeg was impressive.
0: And Winnipeg's also not very good, so whatever. I'm more specifically talking about coming back 3-1 against a very good Toronto team, or at least a very talented Toronto team. Good team, talented team, whatever you want to say. Vegas is a great team, Mm -hmm. and they took it to Vegas especially in the second half of that series. So good for them. But I also don't like you.
1: So it Bergevin's a lot of it for me. Yeah. Like I just don't think they deserve to be here. I don't think <laughs> I think he's done a it's yeah. it's hard to say it when they're sitting here right. about to play game 1 in the finals and I am the guy in Buffalo whose team can't get out of last. Yeah. But he's done a bad job building that team. In, in some ways. He has done a good job, I think, in the depth forwards. Like, they can run four lines at you. But the the contract for Carey Price, the blue line, especially after Petrie and Shea Weber, the lack of, I guess, like, the forward depth's nice. They don't really have that elite level guy up front. And just, I don't know. I feel like he does a bad job in a lot of instances. With that team, yeah, and they're still sitting here because they got a hot goalie. And I think this like, that's is
0: a, what it is. I think this is something that people don't like to hear a lot, and it, it scares a lot of people off. But I think it might have been Chris Peters talking today about saying the Sabers are going to just simply need luck in re in their rebuilding effort. And that's right. that's not just a strictly Sabers thing. It's hockey. Every it's it's sports. Every single team that is the, the peak of their sport got there through luck in some way, shape, or form. Not everything is a an excellent calculated or skillful decision. There's a lot of luck that goes into team success. The Sabres will need to hit some luck eventually because they've been devoid of luck for 10 years. They can't even get random guys in the 5th, 6th round to hit. Like, no one. Except for Olafson. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... They just can't get lucky in those building blocks. L- look at Tampa Bay. They have those building blocks. They had the Stamkos. They, ha- they had Hedman. Those are the guys that they were bad, and then they got. And then they both hit. Good. But then they added a guy like Nikita Kucherov in the second round. A guy that every team passed on at least once. Those are the kind of things that need to happen in order for you to get to the pinnacle of your sport, and that kind of thing has just not happened for the Sabres recently. Those things have happened for the Bills. Yep. Major home run on Matt Milano in the fourth round. I mean, look at one offseason. They got Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Trey White, and Matt Milano. Mm -hmm. When's the last time the Sabres have had any sort of success like that in an offseason? Not to mention Dion Dawkins Decades. was also in that draft class.
1: Right. More than a decade, easily. There's another example, by the way, in sports right now that, like, the, the randomness kind of that you're talking about that exists yeah. is one reason to be hopeful. Like, it just it happens. Like, right. we all want to believe that, like, Montreal dug deep and the locker room is closer a closer unit than the other team they're playing, and they want it more than the other team. We, we surround these – teams with these narratives and these storylines because we're, a lot of times, we're trying to make stories. Right. We're trying to romanticize what has just happened. And we don't want to just chalk it up to dumb luck. But sometimes it is. Right. I would chalk up a lot of what's happened with Montreal too. they're lucky. But that's not fun. That's not interesting to, to listen to. There's no further analysis that really you can use. It's, they're lucky. That's it. That can happen here. It could. They could. The Sabres could just get lucky. And... I feel like a little of that's going on in the NBA. If you know anything about the Phoenix Suns, their organization, their ownership group, their management up until this year with I guess James James um oh, James Jones is their GM, like gets a ton of credit. Like he's pretty good. Before him and even still with like ownership especially, that team just screams dysfunction. They had missed the playoffs 10 years in a row before this year. And Total dysfunction all the way through that organization. They got Devin Booker, like, what? Not first overall, mid midpoint of the first round. He's amazing. They took Chris Paul almost as like a cap dump from Oklahoma City. He's back to being he's an elite Chris point Paul. guard. He's yeah. Chris Paul again. DeAndre Ayton, first overall pick in a bad draft class. That's kind of like the Owen Power comparable. Like, hey, we didn't think there was any generational talents. this. I guess he's not generational, DeAndre Ayton, but he's... Pretty darn good. He's certainly justifying the draft pick. Yeah, he is. I mean, there were guys that went after that are better, Trey Young and Luka Doncic. Yeah. But the guy who went right after him, I think Justin Jackson is nowhere near where Ayton is. Is that or Jaron Jackson, maybe? I forgot who the pick was. Uh, Who number two overall?
0: Was that uh the kid from Duke? Uh what's his name? Bagley. Marvin Bagley. Bagley. Marvin Bagley is the name.
1: So, like, the Suns, like, they got a little lucky, too. Like, they they just hit on one or two pieces. And I know it's a different sport where you only have to hit on one or two pieces. Hockey, really got to hit on, like, five or six to make it work. But the example's there. That's a team that missed the playoffs ten years in a row. Their fans were upset with them, and everybody looks at them like, that's dysfunction right there. And then, boom, they're a game away from the finals. I mean, that is as good as it could possibly go. And I'm not anticipating that happens next year with the Sabres coming off a ten-year playoff drought. But... I imagine I'm going to be excited before night one. Just the way it's not even that I think they're going to do well in an Eichel trade right now. It's not even that I think they're going to do well in a Reinhardt trade. I think, really, the idea that the Eichel trade market might be diminished right now because of his health and because a lot of what you're hearing is teams not being willing to give up like their top level prospects. That is. Which prob- is absurd, but we can talk it about is that later. That probably waters down the Reinhardt trade market. Because if Reinhardt is worth what Eichel ends up going for, anyone that trades for Reinhardt is going to go like, we're not giving you the same thing you got for Eichel. What if you trade Reinhardt first? Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe they should trade Reinhardt first. Maybe they should go find a motivated team that wants Sam Reinhardt, that doesn't want the $10 million cap, that wants control over the contract, and doesn't have the health questions. And goes and trades for Sam Reinhardt. Maybe that's what they should do. I don't. Doesn't we don't hear anything on Reinhardt, do we? Though, like it's all Just Eichel like rumors. vague interest, right? Vague interest. Like Columbus, we've heard is like checked in, like that's it. But I think the amount of pieces they'll end up getting back, even if it's not what we would like in a perfect world, for Eichel, for Reinhardt, for Ristolainen. I think all three of those guys are getting traded. And when they show up night one, it's going to be a combination of all of these youthful, hopeful pieces that are now in the organization that were not previously there. And it's just going to feel like it's going to feel like a reset. It's going to feel different, even though it might be the same result at the end of the day. It's going to feel like you're building towards something, right? Whereas the last two, three years, it feels like we've just been going around in circles. Mm-hmm. We're just trying the same thing over and over and over and over. It would be like f- can- a bad season would feel like, felt like failure this year. Right. Where a bad season next year seems part of a plan. Exactly. This year, they could still be ho- horrible. They're probably going to be. Yeah. They could still be 30th in the league. But if I've got Jack Quinn lighting it up in Rochester, and I've got Owen Power playing amazing for Michigan, or even playing pretty well for the Sabres if he's here. If I've got... If they get the Anaheim pick, third overall. If they've got, who, is, who would that be? Eklund. Eklund. Eklund's lighting it up overseas. And I've got, you know, who else is in the organization? I'm already running out of prospects. Lucanen's playing well in Rochester. Guys that aren't even playing well here necessarily. Cousins has a good season. Yeah, Cousins and Middlestat keep playing pretty well. Like, if I've got enough guys where it's like, all right, I'm building towards something, and now, whoa, I'm going to get another high pick in a better draft class next year. We're going to feel way better about the future, even with the same result in the standings next year than we would have this past year, the year before that, the year before that, where, again, it was like we're just doing the same thing over and over.
0: No, it would feel great. It would feel like there's a semblance of not just quality top talent, but quantity, right? And that's something I never felt was there with the Eichel rebuild. I never felt like there was a high quantity of those kinds of exciting pieces. You had the quality, you had the Eichel, you had Reinhardt, you thought you had Ristalinen, you, you know, Dahlien, you say what you will about him to this point, you had kind of that the quality, but there weren't a ton of pieces. And a lot of that was because they were traded away. I think, you know, the, I would like to see a full, a rebuild, because that's we, we can say that at this point, right? They're they're yep. gonna rebuild. They're gonna rebuild. Like that's not you had a rumor, that's didn't not you? Projecting did that's, you over,
1: a rumor over the weekend, the Sabres just want futures for Eichel. Yes, I like, did. Yeah. yeah. So yes, rebuild. So
0: as we enter this next rebuild, I want to see the quantity where you can put a full team together, and that includes as we're looking at teams like Tampa, like Vegas, like even Montreal, the ability to run several lines. The ability to be a deep team. Never once did I feel like that was a possibility during the Eichel rebuild. Never once. It, you know, and you kind of said it, the spinning in circles. We're doing the same thing. We're just kind of signing lower-level free agents and hoping that some semblance of a bottom six will form together. And that's never really happened. It's never really happened. I want to see the quantity of futures mm-hmm. when we go into this rebuild.
1: Let's just stockpile it. Let's just exactly get right. is that that's kind of what it felt like five years ago, six years ago. It's just like, we've just got some of it was the quality, but I think more of it was just how many there were. Armia and Comfir, and they had two other guys in the second round that escaped me, like Connor Hurley. There was a Hurley somewhere in there. Yep. Um, all the goalies, Makarov, who was like, oh, look at this guy. He's playing well in World Juniors. Maybe yeah. he's going to be pretty good. I'm talking about legit quality. Right. You're I'm not talking about, quality. like,
0: oh, maybe the second rounder will pan out in a few years. Right. I'm talking
1: elite level prospect organizational building. Now, they will have to sell tickets. I hope they don't play. I don't hope that doesn't come into effect, though, with these trade decisions. I, I'd like to think maybe they would do something like that in free agency if they feel like it. Um, the Golden Knights have actually been a team talked about on Sabres Twitter a lot in the last couple of days for an Eichel trade. They are becoming more and more appealing to me, by the way, because they seem to have the aggression and the motivation, whatever you want to call it, in their front office and their ownership group that like, they think. They, they should feel this way, too. Yeah, absolutely. they can win a Stanley Cup on any given year. And what you've seen from them year after year since their inaugural season where they made the finals was big swings. They went out and they gave Paul Stastny a giant contract. That didn't work. All right, we're going to ship Stastny off, get that cap gone. Let's go trade for Max Pacioretty. Let's give him a big contract. All right, not enough. Let's go get Mark Stone from... Ottawa let's give him a giant contract they tried to get Eric Carlson before that as a big ticket item this last offseason they were the team that sought out and gave Alex Petrangelo a monster contract last year they've got Marc-Andre Fleury in the organization already and yeah he had been struggling a little bit but they were the team that went out and they traded for Robin Letter, who had been playing amazing in Chicago and then oh let's sign him to a big contract Vegas has been ultra-aggressive, as aggressive as any team in the league since they got here, and they are good enough to think that they should continue to be aggressive because they are that close to being a Stanley Cup-winning team. And I think that sounds like the type of team that I can get to overpay for Jack Eichel. That sounds like the team that just thinks, Do they have man, the assets we don't care. To overpay? That's the thing. I, the more I hear – Chad D. from Expected Buffalo wrote about them over the weekend. I think he made a great, compelling case that maybe they do. That Peyton Krabs, who was – He was a first-round pick. He was a, he was a high first-round pick, I even want to say. Well, I think he was
0: a like a mid-teens. Damn,
1: I had this earlier. Uh, 17th overall, yeah. 2019. Cody
0: Glass was like the sixth overall pick right. or something like right. that. And Crab- he hasn't panned out
1: too well. Krabs is probably the guy that – or Krabs is the guy that's probably – developed the most so far to where he would be the number one prospect in their system. Um, right. Cody glass was a sixth overall pick in 2017. I still think he has value though. He's played, he's played pretty well when he's been in Vegas. He just hasn't as much when he's been at the AHL and at the junior levels in the past couple of years, but still a valuable prospect. They've got a guy that they picked late in the first round last year. They had an amazing year at Michigan. Uh, Brendan Brisson, who was a point of game player at Michigan. They've got, First-round picks this year for they got all the first-round picks even though they're going to be late. So right, would you consider that overpayment? Would you consider their best three prospects and two first-round picks as overpayment? I wouldn't. You're sacrificing the high pick that a team like Columbus or a team like Anaheim could give you, but you might be getting five pieces instead of two. That's the argument I think for Vegas. I just. By the way, one other thing. I would be
0: disappointed. I'll put it that way.
1: I don't see this as value for the Sabres necessarily, but one thing that might make sense for them is to make the cap work for Vegas. You take Fleury back. Then you get your guy to play for a year until Lucanen is ready. That's your goalie answer for next year. Again, I don't see a lot of value in that. Right. Just kind of a throw in idea. That might they help might, have t- yeah. might have them sell tickets next year. Mark Would Andre you Fleury? buy a
0: ticket if Mark Andre Fleury was I'd playing?
1: Wanna go see him once just to see it in the Sabre uniform? Might look cool. Kind of like Eric Stahl, Taylor Hall. I just want to see what that looks like. Oh, they stink? Okay, I'm good. I'm done. (laughs) I don't need to see anymore. Um, So you'd be a no on Vegas as opposed to these other teams? Not necessarily. It it depends on what the other offers
0: are. Like, I mean, it's that simple. And I know that's kind of a cop-out answer.
1: What if it's... What if Anaheim doesn't want to give you Drysdale or Zegris? They want to give you the third overall pick. They want to give you Perot, who's like their third-ranked prospect in most places. And they want to give you some other B-level prospect. Then I say you keep Jack Eichel. Ooh, you just keep them outright. I'm, I keep going back and forth on that. I keep going back and forth on that. And, and in principle, I wanna say that I would do that. Step away. I also do realize they the may forward.
0: have crossed the, you know, the bridge of no return.
1: Well, because what's the path forward if you pull out now? He's got five years off his contract. I know that's the path forward. You wanna play hockey? <laughs> you play.
0: That's the path forward.
1: I want to believe that's the right I thing. I agree, and ju-
0: it's not that simple, right? It's not I know. that simple, and you want it to be, right? I just, but I agree. I don't think a trade should just be made to make a trade. If you, and and this goes back to what we started talking about just a little bit, just you mentioning that, oh, it does not appear teams want to give up their top prospect. Well, listen, you're getting a franchise center. You're going to have to part with a piece you don't want to give up. That's the point of a trade. That's the point,
1: right? Maybe that's why you're hearing in Larry Brooks' story here from the New York Post today that he's saying the Sabres haven't given permission to medical records yet, and that probably won't come till you get into much deeper trade conversations. Well, it sounds like to me they haven't had, you know, they haven't gotten close to a deal yet. And maybe that's because the Sabres are just not getting what they want. But I wonder about the draft still, almost from, like, a PR standpoint. Like, I feel like the – that the Pagulas and Kevin Adams, the whole organization, is going to want that night to be about turning the page. And if they still haven't completely turned the Eichel page, you're kind of, again, I would sell that as you're doing the right thing by sticking to your guns and getting the value that you desire. But I just hope they don't get to a point where they're just like, all right, let's just do it and get it over with. I'm sick of it. I don't want them to do that. I don't want them to just get outright sick of it to where they just do whatever deal ba- that right. th- that's on the table. Because that, to me, felt like what the O'Reilly trade was. All uh, right.
0: This is going to be interesting.
1: It's going to be an interesting several weeks. All right. Good hockey coming your way. Uh, well, maybe. Montreal might bog it down into a 1-0 slugfest. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope it's up and down the ice. I hope Tampa traps Montreal into their game. Thank goodness Tampa won Game 7. Over the Islanders. <laughs> I, oh. Part of me wanted the Islanders because of their fans, but in terms of the quality of the hockey, didn't want any part of that. Alright, well that's gonna do it for us tonight in the nightcap. Thanks for listening. Jody Biassi, Brendan Keeney, we'll be back tomorrow at seven. Stay tuned. Game one, Montreal and Tampa on the way next. You're on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and
0: four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.